chips you got there? Oh, so we can talk about chips. Let's go. Those are cookie chips, but I want to talk about these chips. Cookie chips? Where are cookie chips? Oh, okay. We will, we'll start with the cookie chips. Then. Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> are they just really thin cookies? Yeah, that's exactly what they are. <laughs> oh, that's but the, is there any potato in there? No, no, no. But the, there you go. Whoa. Here, let me get in here. This is the birthday cake one. It's like a cracker, no? Yeah. Yeah? Well, you can eat like a million of them. They're dangerous. <laughs> so they're just like little, they look like, uh, what do you call them? Like those dry, like something you put like bruschetta on. Like those dry crackers that are like my mom likes. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, sure, man. <laughs> <laughs> I got two of these. Oh, I'll wash them down with some beer. That happens a lot on this show. Yeah. I eat a cookie and then I have to drink a beer. A cookie and a beer. Coco's Cookies. You got to start your own uh, cookie brand. All right. You, you have your own cookie company, all right? Okay. They say, Corey, we need something new. We need something fresh. Give us uh, uh, the, the new cookie that everyone's going to okay. be talking about. Okay. Um, I, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> ooh. I want to say I kind of want to experience more fruit in cookies. Hey. Sure. Maybe that's because I'm getting a little older and it's like that is kind of a flavor I like. But like if you've got like a cookie with like a dried apricot in there. Yeah. That is very like, old. I don't know if kids are going to be into that. No. I'm trying to think what kids might be into fruit wise. Like any kind of berry that you could get in there would be good. But if we're talking about a cookie that's going to be popular, yeah, you know, a cookie is going to be popular. Yeah, because you got the raisin. The raisin's already taken over in the <sighs> cookie game. Yeah, if you could replace it with something. Uh, he sneezed. The cat sneezed. Oh, <laughs> ew. <laughs> yeah, gross. He sneezed. Cat on my sneeze. He sneezed on my pillow. Six feet. Six feet, bro. Yeah, think. Come Put on, a mask bro. on that thing. You know, he's six feet. We're good. The We're good. Uh, I don't know. I uh, Maybe a... Because uh, I feel like the cookie, I hate to say this, but the cookie's kind of been done. Like, what uh, What else is there? One of my favorite new types of... Well, like different nuts, maybe. So, like the walnut. I, there's not a lot of walnut cookies out there, but if you can incorporate walnuts. Walnut with, like... I'm trying to find, like, a new... Like a Jolly Rancher. So, I tried the Sour Patch uh, Kids cookies. Yeah, no. They're terrible. That's a no for me. So, I don't think it's like, I don't think you can incorporate candy. That's why I was trying to think of fruit. You can't put like gummies on there. Like a Swedish berry in the middle of like an oatmeal? Uh, An oatmeal uh, cookie? That might be all right. Yeah. Oh, that's, no, you know what that is? That's those pea creams. Yeah. Those are good. Peak freeze. Peak freeze. Where the fuck? Peak creams. Peak creams. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I go to peak cream. <laughs> Peaky cream. Peak creams, dog. Yeah, yeah. Or um. That's well, the like, queen's cookie. Have you ever had one of those? Uh, some people call them thumbprint cookies, but I call them jams. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Jam cookies. Yeah, yeah. 
where you put the where you put the jam in the middle of the cookie. Ooh, I should. You know what? Jam works with cookies, baby. Yeah. So I think like if you could find like yeah. a make that I, a thing. I just thought of something. Gay Oreos. That would be cool. A pudding. Pudding in the middle of a cookie. <sighs> Let's go, baby. So you'd have to keep it in the fridge, right? You don't have to put pudding. Uh, no, pudding can stay out. But like if if pudding can stay out, but What's I feel it? like there's going to be a lot of moisture of that pudding on cookie, right? Yeah, I'm trying to think. Do you throw it in the middle of the cookie? I just think anything that exposed, anything that incorporates like uh, pudding and cookie, just put it in the fridge. That's fine. Fridge cookies <laughs> are great. Ooh, crisp. Yeah, yeah. Refreshing. My my mom buys these cookies that are basically just like melted ch- chocolate and butter. Ooh. Palm that sounds insane. And you got to keep them in the freezer. Oh, because they like good. melt otherwise in any other instance. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty good. What's your take on uh, coconut? I like coconut in instances. Coconut on donuts is pretty good. I just, I don't know what it is with me. I just, I don't like the, it gets crunchy. Do you like the weird texture? Log? Have you ever had a Bilo log? Well, uh, uh, what a, what a? A Bilo log. You know, it's a little like snack cake. It's like a little. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, no, I have not. I have not. Coconut. I say, I don't know. Coconut, no thanks. Sorry. I don't need it, but I'm not going to like turn it away. I don't like like coconut pastes or anything. Yeah, no. Or like a coconut cream pie? Nah. No, I'd rather have a banana cream pie. Oh, mama. I was so thinking I banana cream I have had a coconut cream pie my friend Big Red once made me. And that was maybe one of the greatest pies I've ever had. Okay. What do you know what Big Red did? No. I think I've talked about Big Red on, on here before. Have you? Because I, I, that's a great name. I don't know if I've heard that. Okay. Big Red's from my, my Torin days. Okay. Um, Big Red sounds like a drug. <laughs> well, he is kind of like a drug. Um, he's <laughs> you can't like, quit him. I want to say he's like almost seven feet tall. He's a very tall man. Holy shit. With long ginger, like red hair. And he just like, his big thing, he has, there's a couple big things. One, smokes a lot of weed. Two, uh, operates, I don't know if he still does. I assume he probably still does. Last time I talked to him, operated like an online record store because he had an insane record collection. Cool. Like I would go every time we would stop at his place in Ottawa on tour, we would just go down into his basement and go through and like I would usually end up leaving with like four or five records. Sweet. So he's a he's a connoisseur. Yeah, but what was really great about Big Red was that he would make these insane from scratch dinners. Nice. So he's a cook. This guy sounds like a superhero. Yeah, he basically is. It wouldn't be healthy in any means, but they would be like. He, he basically says, like, if I'm going to cook it, if I can cook it, I can eat it. <laughs> okay. So this man, in the years that I've known him, has done lasagna. That was fantastic. He made homemade tacos where he, like, fried the shells in, like, a pot of oil, basically. Right, right. Um, he did homemade Chinese food one time. 
lots of really great stuff. And uh, he would, but the thing is, he would never, he wouldn't wake up to like seven in, at night. <laughs> Whoa, big red. Because he would be up all night selling records, basically, to like Americans and like Europeans and stuff like that. Wow. He's like filling orders and whatever. So he ran, so that was like his job? Yeah, instead of like having, going working someplace, that's all he did. Okay. And uh, so because he woke up so late and it took so long because he would make everything from scratch, we would typically not eat till like 11, 30, 12 at night. Midnight, midnight snack. Yeah. Midnight but lasagna. The, but for the f- four to five hours previous to that, it would just be a constant rotation of uh, weeds of, of certain ass types. Cool. And so by the time that the food rolls around, you're just like, some of the greatest meals I've ever eaten. I bet she makes a good lasagna. Big Red, with a name like that. So yeah, he made a lasagna that had a bacon layer. Let's go. And he made two different types of garlic bread using the grease from cooking the bacon. Let's go. He like cooked it in garlic and then used that grease to coat the bread. Jesus Christ, bro. Yeah. One of the greatest men I've ever met. <laughs> you keep and in the touch? the cream pie that he made, I had seconds. I almost puked that night, but I had <laughs> to have another slice. I was like, it was so good. I was like, I just need this one more time. How, how many times do you think you puked because you ate so much? Um... Easily, in the 20s, I'm gonna say. Easily, what? Like 20 times. <laughs> I'm 32. It hasn't happened in a while, but like. It's an I'm early thinking, 20s thing, I think. Also, a young boy thing when you're just like, you're a little piggy like me. You kind of like, you want to push it to the limit. You want to push it. You got friends there. You're kind of making them laugh with how much you're eating. Like, like all you can eat buffets, that is like a teenager's dream. You just want to push it. As a teenager, you're never full. So it's like. Yeah. And then like, it's with my friends, at least it was like a bit of a competition. You're like, all right, let's do, let's go for thirds. Let's go for fourths. Let's go. And then we would all just throw up in the parking lot of this place. Man, this one time, God, this is such a fucking 18 year old thing to do. There was a. all you can eat sushi in Barry. Really good, actually. But uh, we went and it was like, you got to play, you got to pay uh, a flat rate. And then whatever you don't eat, you, you got to pay on top of that. And so we were all like broke 18 year olds. And it was my, it was me and my friend. And then this girl that he had a crush on that he was really trying to like impress. And uh, so for some reason she came along. So it was the three of us. And he ate so much. And then we were hiding sushi in the plants like that were like, in the restaurant or stuffing our pockets with sushi and then going into the bathroom and then throwing it into the garbage in the bathroom. Hey, why were you doing this? Because you had to pay for what you don't eat. And oh, like, okay. it's, it's one of those things where it's like, oh, I'm so full, but we've already ordered all this shit and the stuff just keeps coming. And so, yeah, there was a girl there that he was trying to, impress or was trying to get you know get things going with and uh him and i went outside and then we started throwing up 
and like laughing. We thought it was like, we thought it was like a funny thing to do. And this girl was like in shock and was just like, uh, and we were throwing up in front of her and then she got her mom to pick her up. And, uh, I don't think they ever talked after that. No, I don't think so. And he didn't get it either. We, I, the two of us, we were like, yeah, man, you were like really funny. And like, yeah, I thought it went great. And like the puking thing, I, that was like a cherry on top. That was like, that's, she's lucky she got to see that. And it's then funny that you bring that older. up. Uh, cause I was, th- I, I was listening to another podcast and I was reminded of a film that I watched a while ago. Do you ever watch the show? Show. The movie, The Dirties. What is that again? The Dirties. Like is the that? Dirties? Um, what is it? So it's a found footage film that starts off as like two kids who are like putting yeah. their like jackass style show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ends as a school shooting. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, the Nirvana, the band, the show. You ever watch that? Uh, I yeah, I know that. Yeah, yeah, it's those guys. Yeah, okay, it's those guys. Yeah, whoa, that movie's dark as hell. Yeah, I think they made it in high school as well, and like it, Kevin Smith got wind of it, and I think he produced it or like gave it distribution or whatever. That's yeah. how I found out about it. It's a dark, dark movie. Yeah, I don't know if I. I remember I watched it a long time ago. Did Did it give you chills? Yeah, it's one of those ones where, like, you can see where it's going to go wrong, like, a mile away, and you're just forced to watch it go wrong. Ugh. It's like one of those stories where you're like, oh, there's so many opportunities to escape this fate, but no, you're just charging right through. Man. And it's all, like, shaky camera and shit, right? Mm. Yeah. And they just, like, I think it's, like, they do stuff that's, like, they think it's funny and people will like it, but really just like kind of demeans themselves. And they're already like not liked at the school. So then when they show it, people are like, Oh, you're on top of us not liking you. You're actually like messed up in the head. It's just like, it deteriorates so quickly, you know? Is it, it's funny though, right? It's funny in parts. Yeah. Well, like that's the whole thing, right? Cause like for most parts, it's like really funny. And it's really the third act that kind of, like, flips. It's just, like, so real by the end of it. You're like, uh, what did I just watch? (laughs) Yeah, I got to watch that again. I I see that guy all over the place. I'm I'm worried, you know? Yeah. It it worried you? Yeah, because I want to watch it, but I don't want to watch it. Because it's like, do I want to put myself through that? anxiety again right (laughs) it was fun that's the thing with like movies like that the anxiety though i i will say i still haven't watched uncut gems the second time i don't think i can yeah you gotta chill with that one i mean i don't even i don't even know if i'll ever watch it again i don't know it's like that's i loved it and uh i also watched it i think two or three times when it first came out but it's like I don't know. I'm I'm good. It's like a requiem for a dream. Yeah, I don't need to see it again. Yeah, good. good movie. I don't even know if I would recommend it to people. <laughs> it's one of those ones where, like, do you see requiem for a dream? If they say yes, you go, yeah, okay. 
If cool. I say no, you just leave it at that. You go, okay, moving yeah. on. Man, there's some I watched recently. Oh, fuck. Actually, this guy, this guy who just got a Shia LaBeouf, his movie. Um, Honey Boy. Oh, my God. It's about his life and, like, his dad. He plays his dad. And, like, they grew up in, like, a motel and his dad just, like, screamed at him. It was, like, it, and it just, like, ends. The movie just ends. And, like, I just, like, couldn't even talk. I was, like, this, I just feel bad now. You know those movies? Yep. I was like, I just feel like shit right now. I feel like I need to go for a walk. <laughs> I've been trying to watch a lot of Dudes Rock flim, uh, movies lately. A lot of what? Dudes Rock? Yeah, Dudes Rock movies. So, like, what the hell's that? <laughs> you know, like movies where like dudes are cool and, and do cool things. Like, uh, like Smoking the Bandit or something? Yeah, like... Uh, so I watched Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid for the first time. Oh, yeah. I saw you uh, post about that. At, you should watch that. Are they a good duo? They're great. Yeah? I mean, it's Robert Redford and Paul Newman. Like Robert Redford's just like Brad Pitt, right? He's like the first Brad Pitt. He look, like, when you watch it, you're like, and it's what Brad Pitt has become. Specifically, and you can tell, like, Tarantino took a lot of influence for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood from Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Because for the most part, it's like a hangout movie with intermittent violence and robbery. Like You gotta love it. Uh, and then I also watched The French Connection recently. Is that Gene? Gene Hackman and Roy Schneider. Legendary, like, chase scene, right? Yeah. Uh, and they do that thing where they mount the camera on the front of the car, and it's really intense and uh, so good. And based on a true story of how, like, the French tried to, sm- like, got heroin sort of, like, into the United States in a big way. Damn. And it ends on a down note because, like, sort of you don't know what happens. And then oh, right before the credits, they kind of tell the story of what actually happened. And, like, nobody bad really gets punished. Damn. Yeah. That's the 70s for you. That's the 70s. I mean, that's everywhere for you. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm going to take a time out because I got a P.S. Same. Okay, cool. I'll see you in a bit. Pee break. I mean, go ahead, Gen Z, please. Cancel Eminem. Go right ahead. Yeah. But it's like... Sure. uh, It's just so funny, and then... Can we cancel him for that horrible song he did with uh, Nathan Russ from Fun? where he apologizes for writing songs about murdering his mom. <laughs> or his uh, acapella talking about Trump. And it's just like, man, you're, you, just, you just come off as like a, a teacher, like a cool English teacher right now. Yeah, yeah. Let me put some <laughs> verses for y'all. Yeah, okay. Tupac's actually like Shakespeare. <laughs> One of those guys. You know, Bob Dylan is kind of like the first rapper. Yeah, classic. No, no, no. Think about it. He's telling a story. He's kind of rapping on uh, Maggie's Farm. Maggie's Farm. (laughs) Fat-ass Maggie's Farm. Have you ever listened to uh, (laughs) (laughs) Infinity by Eminem? That's his first. first Yeah, no, no. My friends love it. 
it's weird. He kind of like tries to ape Jay Z style. Yeah, he sounds like Big L and Jay Z basically. Yeah, this is what I've heard. Because it's like that came out like '97, I want to say, maybe even earlier. Yeah, but like that was what was popping, and he was in Detroit, which I guess isn't that far from New York. No, closer to New York than Atlanta or L.A. So. Yeah, and then he, uh, and then Dr. Dre just randomly grabbed a tape off the floor, which was infinite, I believe, popped it in. He thought he was black. Yeah, could sense. He thought he was black. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, it's just a tape. And then when he met him, he was like, who the hell are you? He's like, oh, I'm Eminem. And then, uh, then they made my name is within 10 seconds. I once read and facilitated a talk on a paper about that song. What's on my name is? Yeah. It was really good. I, I should find it and send it to you. You probably find it very interesting. And how okay. like whiteness is coded into like even into the beat production and like yeah. the, the choice of songs and like the one of the big ones that I always remember is like uh at that time, like eighth note and sixteenth note, like hi hats were a big thing. Like you okay. listen to Nas and stuff like that, it's like all over the place. Yeah. Uh, there's none of that on My Name Is. No. It's almost like anti-rhythmic. I was going to say, is there even a, any, is there even a hi-hat in that song? It, it, they might have like, I think they might have like a little one, but it's yeah. very quiet. Because it's that sample, basically. The banan, banan, Yeah, that's a great song. Oh, for Le Chiffre. Lock the tape. What does he say? Don't just stand there. Operate. I'm not ready to leave. And that like spooky like alien music. The thing too with Eminem when he first came out, he was like almost like a cartoon character as well. He's very like Bugs Bunny like. Well, like my name is he plays a bunch. He's in a bunch of her costumes. Yeah. He's already like caricaturing the caricature of himself like. There's the bits in my name is where he's like in the trailer park, standing there in his underwear, you know, like a an undershirt and his mom, like someone playing his mom is like kind of like the stereotypical trailer park mother. And right. they're sort of like he's already playing off that criticism of him. And he's like, you know, it's pretty smart. Dr. Dre's a smart guy. Yeah, and it was like I guess anti pop culture like just like, no, i mean like it, it certainly reveled in pop culture like, yeah it, but, it but like making making fun of it like uh, yeah well it picks a bunch of like in that great paper and i gotta find it <laughs> yeah um they talk talk about the all the imagery is very much coded in whiteness like the brady bunch johnny carson right like uh that like even like the scientist and like Billy like, yeah, like educational films. That's very much coded in, in, in whiteness. Uh huh. And the, and it's like every not every like the Beastie Boys are sort of an exception, but they're a weird anomaly. But uh, most white rappers up until that point tried to sort of assimilate into the culture and be mm-hmm. like, I'm. I'm part of this. I'm one of you. Like I think of Vanilla Ice, you know? Yeah. But what you really need to do is like at first be like, I'm actually not like I'm from this place. This is my culture. 
Yeah. Here are the similarities, but here are the differences. I'm, I, this is how I express myself. I don't know. It's, a, it's the right way to go about it. And he, might be, he might be wrong for other things, but I think when it comes to like approaching, man, I got my musicology hat on. I love it. I, you know, I think, I think when it comes to approaching whiteness in hip hop, like that's, that's how you do it because you are. Yeah. Much, and he's not, he's not even kind of white. He is like the whitest you can get. <laughs> he bleached his hair blonde. Yeah. You know? like, like to just add to the whiteness. But he also was able to reach out and be like, yo, I grew up poor in a trailer park. Basically the projects of Detroit, you know? Like, yeah. And people can connect to that on every level. He, he, he never tried to make it about like being like, I'm one of you. It was more like, here's me. Is, aren't we all kind of like this? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then just talked about some crazy shit as well. Impregnating yeah, like, the I Spice Girls. I don't think you I don't think you have to. But then it comes it goes into like the shock factor and that was like the 90s as well like Marilyn Manson was huge. So it's like, like I, again, Yeah, I'm going to say guy. some shit. Yeah. Say some crazy like, stuff. That's what everyone was all about. Like it was yeah. It was the Fox generation. Like, Jerry Springer, man. He didn't just say what I think he did, did he? <laughs> <laughs> that's that sums up the nineties. The late nineties. And you he know to throw throw some more props to Eminem, I, you know, just gonna get ourselves cancelled along with it. <laughs> uh, was able to take like once again, like any criticism that was thrown at him, he sort of just like weaponized it and threw it right back. Yeah. You know, it's not like just like me where it's like, you know what? Yeah. Wouldn't it be terrible if like you woke up tomorrow and everybody thought the same way I did? Like, mm-hmm. wouldn't that be bad for you guys? Like, yeah, yeah. That's an underrated song. Yeah. <laughs> you want to grow up to be just like me? And then like parts of it too are just, uh, yeah. He also did to sell records. And yeah, like every, all that. And also like, so good at just writing like even if you don't like what he's saying you can't even you can't deny you can't deny his talent like wow that's insane like so complicated and uh and yeah it's just fun to listen to wow we've really (laughs) done a big eminem bit here it's okay i went through a a little uh eminem phase a couple months ago of just like watching his freestyles and uh, and the uh, the last scene in Eight Mile that uh, just to this day will never not give me chills. I watched the the scene that spoofs it in Scary Movie. <laughs> yeah, three, four, three, 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 three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doesn't he like put his hood on and it's like the KKK? Yeah, yeah. and and he, and he puts. His <laughs> um, I will say, uh, I can remember at least once. There are two artists, like once and then say two. There are two artists that <laughs> when you put them on, almost every person from age is like, I'm going to say like 25 to 34 will know most of the lyrics for. And that's Nelly and Eminem. Nelly. Because <laughs> I can remember putting Eminem on before work and everybody knowing every word. Yeah. And I can remember putting Nelly on during work and people coming in from the street and like knowing Nelly and stuff like that. <laughs> Hot everywhere. 
Do you remember that? When Nelly was kid? huge. Nelly was everywhere. I think Nelly. For good I, reason. For good reason. This might. This. I'm gonna say it. I think Nelly was kind of like the first Drake. Yeah, I think very much like uh, he, definitely an early prototype for he sure. He sings. He raps, but he also sings. He's got songs yeah, for the well, ladies. Was a, pop, was a pop act that yeah. rapped. You know. Yeah. 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 To the point that he had a crew. Oh, St. Lunatics. So good. I love them. I, uh, they're in NBA Street Volume 2. Don't, I'm going to look up the Nelly uh, singles. And we're going to go through this. And we're really going to see how, how big this man. Man's got hits. Contributed. Guy's got hits. Guy's got hits. Country Grammar was one of the highest selling albums. That's of, his uh, first, that's his first uh, number, uh, first hit. Not number one though. It uh it, it peaked at seven in the U.S. We'll just go by the U.S. Who cares about anywhere else? E.I. number two. Like it's crazy that that's his one and two. That's his one and two. Andale, andale, mama. E.I. E.I. Uh oh. Only fifteen. Follows that up with "Ride with Me." Oh, huge! Like a ride with me. Three. My mom liked that song. Everyone loves that song. And had a little country in it, right? Had a little yeah. uh, little twang. City Spud. Country Grammar. Great album. If you want to go and take a ride with me. <laughs> you got to start. The, 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 the episode should start with that song. Yeah, okay. Ride with me. Hey, must be the money. The guy at the end. I don't know who raps at. Oh, City Spud raps at the end of that, I think. Yeah. Uh, what's it? Uh, fuck me good. Suck me good. No, but it's uh-uh. I did in the club. Me and the bands. I did it. I did it. I did it. Because Shorty want to rock a rock of the kicks and a shetty on a jack of the hip. What did I say? City talks. Nelly, listen. Nelly talks. City, listen. Want to fuck fly bitches. Oh, it's great. Come on, boo. Give me a kiss. Come on. want to fuck blind bitches? Something like that. I don't know what the guy's saying, but it was fun. You follow that up with Batter Up. Batter Up. Great video. Yep. You're going down, down, baby. No, 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 no. Better up is uh, fish don't fry in the kitchen. Yeah. Yeah. Beans don't burn on the grill. Great video. Have you seen that video lately? I will watch it soon. It's, it's a baseball-themed one. Hilarious. Do Hilarious. We wanna, can we – we don't have to put this in, but we let's watch that right now. Three, Three two, one. Pretty sure that's Nelly dressed up. Right off the top. Yeah. Ugh, that's horrifying. But yeah. also indicative of the 2000. <laughs> hey! Mr. Jefferson? <laughs> Don't burn on the grill. <laughs> that's right. That hairdo? Yeah, with the baseball gloves. I've been the big leagues. <laughs> yeah, yeah, playing the all-white baseball team. Love it. Love the outfit. Dude, a St. Lunatic's baseball jersey? Yep, St. Lunatic's bringing it. Scaring them. They're scared. He's got, He's got a pit bull at <laughs> To the home plate. That's scary. The guy ranks the score in barbecue sauce. <laughs> Oh, oh my goodness. Okay. Oh, there we go. The dance moves. 
If you've ever seen me dance, you realize I got most of my moves from this music video. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I love it. oh, nice. The home run bunt. <laughs> the swing bada bada is great. And I love like bringing your buds for the good yeah. times, you know? Oh my god. I love that camera angle, the low camera. Oh. The low camera shot is, is like, that's the 2000s right oh. there. I say that a lot this episode, that's the 2000s. Yeah. I'm eating Wheaties now. barbecuing up there yeah george jefferson's dance moves sherman helmsley those dance yeah. moves iconic when the when the woman says that's right yeah i, I that gives it puts a shiver down my spine Why? <laughs> i don't know man it just oh. you ugly how many times did you say this as a kid oh yeah Bring it on. Another iconic artifact of the early 2000s. U-G-L-Y. Calling people ugly. Is this Murph? Is this Murph? Woo! I like this guy. 420. Yes. The other team gets so mad. <laughs> he hates that they're losing. Relax. You could have a good time too. So wait, that means the score is 420 to zero. Right, it says true dad. I love that. <laughs> oh yeah, I remember this part. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Drives his car around all the bases. But we're talking about a guy who just caught the ball and threw it up and hit it. Pretty sure that's not. He <laughs> ran over. Like, of course he's safe. He ran over the uh, the Empire. Well, like, technically, if you hit a guy with a car, he's on top of your car. He's not on <laughs> the home plate. Murphy Lee. I was going to mention this to you. There was, um, so I went, I got a, got a little coup. COVID tests, right? No. Everything's good. But I went and got it done. And when I went in there, there's like there was just this guy who worked there. This guy was pissing me off so much, this nurse. And he was he's wearing like bright white Air Jordans. Right. And he had his scrubs on. And this guy's just standing in the middle, walking around, and would just repeat everything that the people like that a person would say. So like 
the, I was, I gave my, uh, I, my health card to the guy and then he's like, all right, great. Just go to the next window. And then this air force one guy is just like, he's like, buddy, next window, let's go. And I'm <laughs> like, yeah, I heard. And then I'm standing there and then it's my turn. And the person's like, hi, I can help you. And he goes, uh, just walk up to the glass. She can help you there. Like this guy was always like two seconds behind. <laughs> and he just walked around and did that to everyone. Uh, go, go right there. Go right. Like you just repeat. Like, is, I feel like it's like, is this like the boss's son or something like that? You're just trying to like <laughs> make him feel involved. The hospital owner's son. Yeah. Like it, this guy is adding nothing. Like we're, we can all hear you. <laughs> Annoying. Well, man, I don't know. You've all, we've all made work at work. Made work at work? Yeah. Like buffed a shelf that didn't need to be buffed. Rearranged oh, sure. the tires. Yeah. Maybe that dude just had 20 minutes left of his uh, shift and was trying <laughs> to like have time. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. Maybe he was doing an all-nighter or something too. So he's like, he's just he's going. Like constantly checking his watch. Yeah, man. Just do what you said. Like he doesn't yeah. even hear anyone else. Yeah, he's just like, yeah, here we go. I, I got five minutes left. If I'm out here on the floor, my manager won't ask me why I'm not trying to sell more health. <laughs> sell more COVID tests. Yeah. You want to do another one, bro? You want, do you want another COVID test? That's how... For 10 bucks. That's how retail has morphed my brain. I can't understand working situations where there's not, like, a sales impetus. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. We had, uh, we had a, I, I had this wild lady the other day. <clears throat> I, uh, first of all, first red flag, I knew she was a little off cause she skipped, she skipped over to me. Uh Oh, she must've been in her thirties. She had pigtails and I said, I called like a number, number 28 and she went Wee, me, and then skipped uh -oh. over and she's like, Hi there. Uh, could I please have, you know, this and that? And so I get her, her stuff and then uh, I cash her out and we have this stupid points thing, you know, where you get the people's phone number and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. But I don't ask for it ever. It's always the customer that's like, oh, also I have my phone number for my points. That's how it always goes. And I go, okay, what's your number? And I put their phone number in and then they get their points. So I'm cashing this lady out and then she just goes, I have a question. I go, yep. She's like, how come you haven't asked me for my phone number for the point system? And I was like, oh, I just, I don't know. Cause some people have them. Some people don't. I just, I don't know. What's your number? And she just goes, never mind." I was like, I can put it in now. She's like, nope, forget it. I would like to pay please. So then I just rang her through and then she like snatched the receipt out of my hand and grabbed her stuff and like, huh. And like she like huffed and puffed, uh, dude. She why? was like she's like a cartoon character. What is that doing? What are you doing? Like who gives a shit? Why are you offended that I didn't ask you? Tell me your number. I don't like. I don't give a shit if you get points. I don't care. Why do I have to ask every customer? Because then you know what happens if they don't have the points, right? Oh, what what are the points? Oh, well, it's a, now I have to explain it to them. Oh, sure, maybe let's do it. It's just like, if you know it, you know it. I'm not explaining it. And this person got bad that I didn't bring it up. I'm sure I'm in, a, I, I'm in a Yelp article right now. I just don't get, you know, 
Go ahead. Sure. Yeah. Maybe I should have let you know about my point system, but it's also like not required. Yeah. Yeah. I know. And you already have the point system. You should be telling me. It's beneficial for you to tell me. Yeah. Because I don't care (laughs) about your (laughs) shit. I want to get through this day. Man. Uh, I just need to address a glaring uh, mistake in this episode. What? That we only got through the first five singles on Nelly's discography before we stopped talking about it. Damn! Yeah, we gotta go back to that. I just think, like, it's interesting because we stopped right before they got, he got to his, like, arguably most popular time. Okay. So what's after this? Oh, Hot in Here is coming up, right? Hot in Here is right after. So we just did number one, which is, uh, ah. Damn. Number one. What album is this, by the way? That's on Nellyville, but also... Nellyville. It's on the Training Day soundtrack. And that song was for, like, the Nike Air Force Ones. Like, huge. Number one. Huge song. Yeah. Uh, Hot in Here is right after that. And that's his first number one. Banger. Followed by Dilemma. Big tune. Second number one. Great duet. Not a lot of duets. Iconic duet. Yeah. Maybe one of the greatest pop duets of our time. Ah, 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 ah. I love you. Ah, I need you. Nellie, she says his name. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Nellie, I love you. I do. That song is only about Nellie, unfortunately, because she says that. Um, also, I remember downloading that song on Kazaa. And and trying to write, I wrote down all the lyrics for uh, for the song for Nelly's verse, and I try to I try to rap along to it. It's a hard song. Were you doing that to impress someone? No, I just really liked it, and I want to know the words. And I think I just I don't know. This might was have there always been lyric websites? I feel like A to Z lyrics has been around for a while. Yeah, I just—I guess maybe I just didn't think to search that, but you're like just lyrics. That's been around for a while. Just lyrics. Like he's very oh. in the sense of Drake, like uh, a lot of me- he's very melody driven. Yeah. Then we have uh, Air Force Ones. Yeah. Land up talking in my Air Force Ones. Oh. Big, oh, that's the song for the Air Force Ones. Yeah. Obviously. And then, yeah, it's like, give me to her. I did do her. It's two per. Like two pair. Oh, two per. Yeah. Stomping in my Air Force One. Big dude. Stomping in my Air Force One. Ah. Big two. Things kind of like fall off after that. Well, then he had uh, a dream. No, there's a ton. Oh, there's a ton. What do we got? What do we got after that? Uh, Work It featuring Justin Timberlake, a song I don't know. I don't know that one. Pimp Juice. I do know that one. Pimp Juice, I know. Shake your tail feather. Shake your tail feather is great. Yeah. Bump, 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 bump. Uh. And honestly, uh, the big one is the uh, 
over and over with Tim McGraw. Oh. Remember I slow danced with a girl to that song. I can't get over and over again. Because it's all in my head. I think about it over and over again. That's kind of it. Well, then what's after that, bro? And what's that, 2006? 2004. That's 04, okay. Like, there's other songs, but none of them I know. Grills with Paul Wall. Grills, that was big. I remember that. And then he had in, like, 2010 or 2011. I was thinking about her. Thinking about me. Thinking about us. What we gonna be? Is that the dream? Yeah, it was only just a dream, and that that was probably his last hurrah. Yeah, it kind of looks like would say. Some would say his last hurrah. Nellyville closed. I, you know, we always talk, kind of talk about people's careers. I think that's a great career, Nelly. That that whole because he, he got rapper. You got bangers. Yeah, you got songs that you're gonna put on, and like globally, people are gonna love it. Hot in here is universally loved. Yeah, I think I'd I'd love like a ten year streak. I think a ten year streak is like perfect, like a Beatles run. Dude, a two year streak. Yeah. I love how you just said, I like a career like the Beatles. Like it was like a completely normal <laughs> request. The biggest band of all time. <laughs> no, I like guess. 10 years of nonstop hits that reverberate through time ad infinitum. Uh, yeah. The most influential music. Um, no, nah, but like, I feel like Nell, what's Nell? Nelly's like a five year. I just want a handful, like a handful of hits, and that's it. You know what I think the Beatles tell tell us more about than what was the best band of all time? I think it shows us more about the power of young women when it comes to culture. Okay. Go on, King. The only reason the Beatles were like anything to talk about was because arguably you were entering the first era where women were fully allowed to be like horny in public. Yeah, true. And by horny, you mean screaming? Yeah, all these young women coming of age in the early 60s. And they've got these four adorable mop-top idiots saying songs about holding hands. And it awoke something in them. Could you not? Could you not argue Elvis was before that though, in the form of ladies? Yeah, but I'm also just saying like the power. Yeah, yeah. Elvis works as well in the same regard. You can connect it to every popular music for the most part. They usually start as like something that young women like, and then everyone else likes for the for the most part. For the most part, yeah. Through pop, you know, you might say other things other way. Other other genres might not have the same roots, but like they became a, a global sensation because of thirteen-year-old women. They had to put the police between them. Yeah, the power that the potential power that those women possessed. Yeah, you know, 
You got a point there. They just lucked out. I think the Beatles, like, yeah, it's good. I love the Beatles. It's good. But they certainly lucked out to the time that they became popular in the industry that exists at that time that allowed them to remain popular for as long as they did. Yeah. Because, like, you could compare the Beatles to, like, a Justin Bieber. Both of those artists had dominance on the pop charts for a brief period of time. But Justin Bieber's dominance was, like, a tenth of the time that the Beatles was. But that's just because of the system that we have now. Right. Yeah, the Beatles kind of hit the ground running, right? Like, with that first album, they just kind of took off. Did Uh, they not? Yes and no. I mean, they were working for a really long time in, like, clubs up until that point. There's a really great – I have a copy of it here. No one's going to see it out there, but I'll show you the cover. It's called Babies in Black. Whoa. It's a really cool graphic novel – about the Beatles when they were in Germany and they're, it's mostly about their original bass player who died of a brain hemorrhage. He had a brain hemorrhage, an aneurysm, sorry, and fell down some stairs and died. Jeez. But the, his, his girlfriend uh, was a photographer and a hairstylist and like styled the Beatles as mods. Like when they met her, they were all kind of like greasers, 50s dudes with like kind of like Elvis hair. Yeah. Pompadours and the like. And she introduced them to the mod scene and cut their hair for the first time and styled them in like the matching black suits. Cool. And there's some pretty, there's some early photos of the Beatles that are pretty important uh, that she took. Cool. And then I think she went on tour with them for a bit as their stylist after he passed away. So that means so this was before Paul? No, this was Paul was Paul's a founding member. So John and Paul are founding. Right. Members. So and but they had a bass player and Paul just sang? He played guitar. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So their bass player, oh I can't believe I'm blanking on his name right now. Stu Sutcliffe is his name. He played bass, and he was like the coolest Beatle. If you look up photos of Stu Sutcliffe, he is arguably the coolest Beatle. Really? He looks, he's more attractive than John and Paul, and just is like, he's taller. He's just got this look about him. In the, one of the best photos of them, he's got sunglasses on, and the rest of them don't, and he just looks really cool. But they were slumming it in Germany, like playing 10 hours a day, like long, all-night sets in loud German bars. Really? Yeah, yeah. Actually, I remember hearing about that. Like, terrible bars. Like, they, they became so good because they, uh, they, just they got played their, their 10,000 hours. Yeah. And, like, they had George with them, and George was, like, 15. Like, was not old enough to be in this. Like, they, they, they faked his, like, papers so that he could work with them. No Ringo, right? No. They still had uh, Pete Best. Yeah. And then, like, yeah, once they get Ringo, it, it all kind of comes together with Ringo. And I think Ringo eventually – I don't know when Ringo comes in. I, I don't want to quote myself on any of that. They're an interesting story. I think there's so much – it's tough because there's 
it's good because there's so much on them, but it's yeah. bad because there's they've used so much of the time to like cultivate and allow a certain image to come out about them. You know, when when the last beetle dies, we'll finally get like a full account of everything that went down. I'm sure it's not as seedy as any of us think, but it also could be a lot worse. You know, who knows? Who knows? Well, also there's that Peter Jackson doc coming out, eh? Yeah, I don't think it's it, it's coming out on. I'm excited for it. August it's on Disney Plus. So I can't expect it to be that like that uh, gritty. Yeah, which is fine. And I also feel like you know Paul McCartney and Ringo Starr are still alive, and they're definitely going to have a say in how the band is portrayed. Cut that know? pulse out. Cut that out. Him yeah. screaming at Yoko. <laughs> And like, yeah, maybe I don't need two hours of the story that I've heard exists, you know, that they were all bitter. At this point in time, the Let It Be album, there's kind of like. Yeah, there's stories that it was not. Well, they were they were filming a film and they like scrapped the whole documentary because they came off as assholes. I was just thinking, what if we ended with uh, like a word association? Like I'll, I'll mention a word and you tell me a memory or just wherever your mind goes when I, uh, when I say a word, all right? And then you give me one. Okay, sounds good. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with uh, purple. Hmm? Purple. The color. Purple. Yeah. Purple. What the fuck, man? Purple. <laughs> All right, different one. <laughs> Wonder Bread. Wonder Bread. Um, I can think of uh, having my first fluffernutter sandwich, <laughs> which is when you take fluff and peanut butter and put it on bread, and, white bread. And what is fluff? Fluff is marshmallow fluff that you can spread. There we go. And I had it when I was on vacation in Cape Breton. And an interesting story about Cape Breton, that vacation, is I can remember falling asleep early while watching a movie and that and the movie kind of like weirded me out and so i had a very like fitful sleep and i can remember dreaming that i was like running and i fell and when i fell someone stepped on me but i felt it i felt someone step on me and i opened my eyes and first i thought i saw i had a stuffed animal of et that i brought everywhere classic first i saw i i thought i saw him walking on my chest <laughs> and i'm like uh and then i rub my eyes again and sit up and it jumps off and it's my neighbors it's neighbors it's a person that we're staying with their dog who's like a pomeranian <laughs> and he just like has starts yipping and wakes everyone up in the whole house wow and it's like the 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 fact that i can remember one, being in a dream and feeling like someone stepped on me in the dream. And two, thinking that I saw my fucking E.T. Come to life. Just terrifying. Yeah. Okay, I got one for you. Uh, lightning. Lightning. I can think of when I went camping with my mom and my cousins. And... uh 
we had like a little uh trailer and it was like lightning you could just hear like the the rain hitting the roof all night and uh and my mom took her she was like took her bra off <laughs> and i saw my mom's tit for the first time oh <laughs> <laughs> that's what i think of when i hear lightning that's terrifying. I'm, I'm that up. I remember being like, oh, God. It's like, sorry. My, my story was kind of boring, but at least it wasn't. No, your story is great. Yours, I liked your story. Very relatable. I feel like mine's pretty relatable, too. Uh, <laughs> uh, on, that <laughs> on that note, classic us. This has been another episode of the Stinky Fatso Pot podcast that's if, that's if we both smoked weed <laughs> i'm uh the lovable fat so and i'm the ever loving elastic stinky this has been a treat as always <laughs> bye-bye bye everyone toodles coco what up with all these questions and what you manifest